Welcome to the Knitting on the Run podcast, where it's always knitting and running in 30 minutes or less. You can find me as Windswept Monique on Ravelry and Instagram, or as Windswept Knits on Facebook and Twitter. Show notes can be found at my website at windswepknits.com. Hi, and welcome to episode 65 of the Knitting on the Run podcast. This episode is titled Summer is Over. Segments include FOs, whips, out and about into the wool edition, and on the run. Here we go. Well, thank you for your patience as I finally get this episode recorded. I was planning on recording back in August, and I got sick. We went on vacation, and I got sick. And then my kids got sick, and then I got sick again. And it was just absolute nightmare. And then it was time to head to Into the Wool, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy this week before I head off on my own time. And so here we are. It's October. Also, I do want to apologize quickly if you folks do happen to hear any purring sounds. My cat is here with me recording, but as she's being quiet, I will keep her here, but you might hear a little bit of purring noise in the background. So first up, FOs. Three shawls. Yes, I actually have FOs finally. Yay! I finished three shawl samples for design since I last recorded, one of which will be launching uh, next week. So keep an eye on social media for details on the Pont du Marat shawl. That means uh, bridge over the marsh in French. And it was inspired by the fog in my grandmother's village, which is a long, thin peninsula jutting out into the North Atlantic Ocean and very, very famous <laughs> for its fog bank as we as we drove towards this town when we visited up in Canada in, um, in August. It was amazing. You were coming down the coastline, coming down the coastline. Look ahead. Oh, there's the fog bank. <laughs> You can see it. <laughs> it was amazing. And we drove into town and we were socked into fog. It was it was beautiful. And, and I've been telling my boys all about the epic fog in this village. And sure enough, the first day they got to see it, which was really marvelous. On to whips. So I worked on a whole bunch of whips recently. So let's start with the aggregate shawl. This is the first piece I'm making for the BIPOC Make Along 2019. Probably going to make two. Don't hold me to that. But anyway, this is the definitely the first one I'm doing. This pattern is designed by Jimmy Nets, and I'm knitting it in two colors of my hand spun. I am nearly done. I'm hoping to finish it today. And it's a really fun shawl. It's um, shaping with short rows. And I'm, I'm really enjoying it because you have like triangles, sort of like wedges, and then sort of like triangles off to the side a little bit. Well, not really triangles, but it's hard to explain. But if you if you search for the aggregate shawl, you'll see what I'm talking about. It is short row shaping, but it's easy short row shaping. And since it's in garter stitch, there's no picking up your wraps, which makes it super duper easy. I definitely recommend this pattern. And I want to knit it again, actually. I want to knit it a, a larger size. I knew going into it that I didn't... Sorry, let me back up. So I'm knitting this in my own hand spun, which is roughly sport weight. And the shawl calls for, I believe it is worst weight. So I knew going into it that I had the wrong size yarn and that my shawl would be small. And I was totally fine with that because I knew that this shawl would look great in these colors. And I can always spin up a little bit more in a related color to make it bigger if I need to. And so I'm nearly done. Sorry, I should say I finished actually the main body as written and had extra yarn. So I'm adding a little bit of sizing to it to see how it goes. And then once that's done, I will decide if I'm done and get a block it there and keep it as a short shawl. I might even block it just to see how it's working because I can always unpick an edging and then add on more. But I'm hoping to finish this sort of extended section today. 
and I'm really liking it, and I will definitely knit another one in a larger size in the, in the actual size it calls for. My second work in progress is a hitchhiker, my 10th, I think. Um, I'm knitting this up in some ancient stash, some Serenity Garden Sport yarn that I picked up at a big box store ages ago. It's sort of a rainbow-ish colorway. I don't have the actual color written down, but it kind of looks like a, kind of almost like a slightly muted bright, but not light rainbow, if that makes any sense. Um, I, I love the Hitchhiker. Like I said, this is probably the 10th that I'm knitting it. Um, I recently started the third skein and I'm debating whether this one is going to be three or four skeins. I do have four skeins of this yarn so I could use it and make it just bigger, but I haven't decided for certain yet. I've also been working on another shawl sample for an upcoming pattern. This one will be my third rent inspired pattern. Uh, Into the Wool Folks, this is the one with the pink and the gray braid that you guys were all, or I should say you ladies were all commenting on. Uh, I promised to keep them posted on this pattern, so I'm still working on it. I've started the last skein of the yarn that I currently have, and I'm debating whether it needs to be one more. I might have to go get one more skein of the gray. It's up for debate. I'm going to finish this skein and then see how it goes. I'm almost done with this last skein. I've got about 25 grams left to knit, but it is coming along. Next up is Triang. I am still checking away at this, so this is lace weight pretty much thread weight yarn on size zero needles. I've got about a thousand yards. You know, this, this sweater, it's going to take forever. And I'm totally cool with that. I started it two years ago at um, SSK in Nashville. And when I took a class with Lee Meredith, who is awesome, by the way, this pattern is great. It's not her problem that the stall is taking forever. It's because I'm knitting it in thread weight on size zero needles. When I finish it, this shawl will be spectacular, but it's going to take forever. I mean, literally forever garter weight on size zero needles. It's, I mean, a garter stitch with uh, thread weight on size zero needles. It is going to take absolutely forever. But when it's done, it, this thing is going to be epic. I can't wait. I have also worked on the go with the flow shawl. I'm over halfway done. So I'm trying to decide how I'm going to tweak this pattern. I don't have enough of the hand spun yarn to make the whole thing in one coat. So I'm debating whether I should make the central lace panel a different color or just skip it all together and just do kind of more like a scarf than a, a shawl. It's, it's a very skinny shawl. It's kind of more like a shawlette anyway. So I'm trying to decide what to do there. Spinning. So I am continuing my first sweater spin. I've got about four and a quarter ounces left of, I think I have a one pound total. So I realized that after I spun up the first three bobbins, that left me with uh, 10 ounces left. So five two ounce braids left. So I'm trying to squeeze it all onto three bobbins so that I don't, because otherwise what I normally do is I spin about two ounces up onto each bobbin. It doesn't quite fill it. it doesn't actually say it doesn't fill it at all. There's still a lot of room left between the bobbin and the flyer. So I'm trying to overstuff it because I don't want to split up the last four ounces over three braids because I know I'll, I, I, I know me. I will never guesstimate it correctly. I will totally have the wrong amount and have tons of like singles left in one bobbin and nothing left on the other two. That's just, I know that's how I roll. So I'm trying to, since I know how much I have roughly overstuff what I've got and try to squeeze it on. So I am overstuffing the first bobbin. So far, so good. I'm going to see how much I can fit onto it. Uh, but I am, I'm doing, I'm doing okay so far. So wish me luck. I also just barely started spinning a shawl that I'm hoping to finish for February. We'll see if it, I mean, I know I can get it spun for February. I'm hoping to get it spun and knit up to take on vacation with me in February. 
I know it. This, this shawl, it um, or the gradient kit that I'm spinning up goes from like a brick red all the way to a gray, like a charcoal gray. It's called Lava Flow, and it is absolutely stunning. And I want to knit it up in gradient fashion. I'm knitting each color on its own. Sorry, I'm spinning each color on its own, and then I want to knit the, it up as gradients and um into a gradient shawl. And I know it's going to be amazing, especially over say a little black dress or something. It'll be spectacular. Out and about. So first up, let's talk about upcoming events. Rhinebeck, October 19th and 20th. That weekend, I will be there both the Saturday and the Sunday for the first time this year. I am very excited. If you see me, come up and say hi. I have no idea what I'm wearing yet because I have no idea what the weather is going to be like. The weather up here in the northeast part of the country is feeling a bit like whiplash. It could be a high of 50, and then it's a high of 80, and it doesn't know what it's doing. So... Once I figure out what I'm wearing, I will post it on social media. Y'all can come find me, um, but I'll be there. I'm going to try to leave here really early, and so I should be there pretty much all day Saturday and pretty much all day Sunday. Uh, I can't guarantee I'll be there this, that, the whole time. I might take a little break, but that's what I am planning on. Some more upcoming events in our local area. I don't think I can make these, but maybe some of you can. Vermont Sheep and Wool is this coming weekend, October 5th and 6th. I know I cannot make it because I'm going camping with my family. And then there is the Fiber Festival of New England, November 2nd and 3rd, and that is out in the Springfield, Massachusetts area. I am debating trying to head out there on November 3rd, but I can't promise it. November 2nd is a fundraiser at my son's school, so I know I cannot be there that way. Debating trying to be there the 3rd, we'll see. I, I don't know. Into the Wool. So I was lucky enough to attend Into the Wool in Crossville, Tennessee. That was in sort of mid to late September. It was so much fun. Everyone was so welcoming and friendly. And while it was obvious that a lot of the folks knew each other from previous years, they welcomed all us new attendees with open arms. I flew down there on the Thursday, way, way too early. Got a crack of dawn flight, literally. So I did a little sightseeing around Nashville. I finally got to go inside the Parthenon downtown. Um, Sarah, who I've been there with in the past when it was closed, Sarah, you need to go. You definitely should go inside and see it. It was awesome. I also went to House of Yarn in Nashville finally, which I did not get to do last time I was in that part of the world. They had a wonderful selection of yarns, including lots of linen and cotton and bamboo, which made little old Will Out Jimmy very happy. After that, I drove the two-ish hours to Crossville, the yarn shop there was having computer problems, so I grabbed a late lunch po'boy at a local sandwich shop and then went to check in. I stayed in a cabin with three women I had never met before, but I totally lucked out. And they are all wonderful people. Uh, Christy, Don, and Mary. Hi, ladies. You were awesome roommates. I did know a few of the attendees from the online knitting world, and I was very excited to finally meet Dana and Tiffany and Danielle in person. You ladies are awesome. Thank you so much for all the hugs. It was great to meet you. I also got to meet a few other podcasters, uh, Natalie from Mastering the Knits and Mary from Kino Knits, and I just got to meet so many amazing women. Like seriously, it was 87 women from literally Massachusetts to Washington State and everywhere in between. Obviously, lots of folks a little bit more local to the Tennessee area, so sort of more center, center east of the country, I guess you could say. Not quite center, but you know, Tennessee radius. And, um, these women were amazing, and I had a great time, and it was wonderful. Uh, the staff at the retreat center were also phenomenal. They took great care of us. They even hung out with us on Saturday nights, some crazy shenanigans, <laughs> which were a lot of fun. 
I took one class there. I took a beginner's crochet class from Tanya. She was wonderful. Uh, I knew the basics. You know, I could make a dishcloth. But I was very confused on a few key details of the where and the why with the crochet. Because in the crochet, you could put your crochet hook in so many different places when you're working on the next row. And she clarified me a few different things. And it finally makes sense now. And now I think I'm definitely well on my way to actually learning crochet as opposed to just doing dishcloths. So thank you, Tanya. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My son, who really wants Star Wars Amigurumi, really, really thanks you as well. I think I might be able to, I mean, I mean, I need to learn to increase still, but I think I can probably handle making one or two for Christmas this year. I will spare you a complete blow-by-blow of the whole weekend, but I highly recommend Into the Wool. If you've been on the fence or were worried about going to a retreat alone, I say go for it. This one is awesome. These women are amazing and super welcoming. I definitely want to go back. I can't go next year, unfortunately, as it starts on my 15th wedding anniversary, and I will not do that to my husband. Uh, but I will be going again in the future as long as I keep keep hand, you know, keep going forward and, and it's not my anniversary weekend. I definitely want to go again. So after the retreat, wound up, uh, packed up the car, got my spinning wheel back in the bag. I did have to grab another another bag. I, I should have flown down with an extra duffel bag. I knew it. I almost put one in and I didn't. So there was one day where I, I did a quick run to Walmart with another lovely knitter and I picked up an extra duffel bag and then we, we did a quick jaunt over to the local knitting shop. I think it's called the Yarn Patch and they were awesome. If you're ever in Crossville, Tennessee, check them out. They're a wonderful, marvelous selection of yarn. Very helpful really talking you through, you know, what are you looking for? How can I help? But like not being overbearing and by any stretch of the imagination, just really awesome, helpful knitters. Um, anyway, so the last day I knew I had a late flight. So I did a little bit more sightseeing in the Nashville area. I figured, you know, traveling alone, I want to get to Nashville. Then God forbid the car breaks down. I can, you know, Uber to the airport and I'd be fine. So I did some more sightseeing around there. And then I was getting really tired. I'd been staying up late for me. And then and, you know, staying up late in general, so with all the time zones and not sleeping enough and still waking up early because of the body clock thing. And then, oh God, I almost forgot the, the last day. I felt awful. So that Saturday, the the um, lawn care maintenance crew came and, and um, mowed the whole lawn. And for some reason, that just set me off. My sinuses had been a bit congested. I was definitely allergic to something in the area. But after that, I just had a splitting sinus headache from about 10 o'clock Saturday morning all the way through till we were packing up Sunday. It finally abated a little bit Sunday, sitting, you know, in the air conditioning on the way back to Nashville, but I was still like just totally, my face was all poofy and totally congested. And um, definitely didn't, I mean, as much as I wanted to go to karaoke Saturday night, and I went for a little while, but just, you know, with a splitting sinus headache, karaoke is not nearly as fun as it is when you don't have a splitting sinus headache. But I went for about half an hour and I totally enjoyed myself. But uh, so, yeah, so I knew, I knew heading to the airport, that I yeah, the plane flight home was going to be not fun, and then just being totally overtired and with a sinus headache, I went. I turned my car back to the rental place in early, and I thought, you know, I'll have like three or four hours at the airport. I'll grab some dinner, you know, and then I'll maybe walk around for a little bit, get my step count in for the day, which I was almost to anyway. And then I'll just you know hang out and knit till my flight takes off. And I get to the airport, I turn the car in, I check in, I get through security. I walk up to the monitor. <laughs> My flight is delayed. It doesn't take off from Nashville, Tennessee till 11.30 p.m. Central Time. Mind you, I live on the East Coast, so that's already after midnight taking off. 
Uh, yeah. So we did we we did take off on time the second time. Um, uh, we did take off at about eleven thirty local time. Yeah, I got home about four a.m. About five minutes shy of four a.m. I got home Monday. Monday was painful. Monday and Tuesday were painful last week, but uh, it was totally worth it. I loved it. And I, I have to say kudos to the Southwest staff who were, you know, really trying to make the best of an awful situation because it was obviously nobody, nobody wants to be the last, literally the last flight out of the terminal. That's just, you know, the worst. So they were, they were cracking jokes and saying, all right, all you tired folks, we got, we got news. A plane has taken off from Orlando. We repeat, your plane is in the air en route here. <laughs> at which point a very weak cheer went up from the crowd at the time. You know, about every half hour, forty minutes, they gave us an update of where the plane was en route, that that sort of thing. And um, they were they were really good. And the guy at the gate, he was, you know, the guy who finally was checking everybody in. He was laughing and had a smile on his face. He said he'd been there since six a.m. I don't know how he still had a smile on his face, but he was really trying to make the best of an awful situation. And he kept everybody smiling, kept the stress level down. So my, you know, my hats off and huge round of applause to the Southwest flight crew who gets who get stuck staying really, really late on a Sunday night. You folks were awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. On the run. So we are already approaching 20 minutes. So we will save a regular fitness segment for next week. But I just wanted to do a check-in with you folks. I have been doing very well at making fitness a habit again. My back is feeling good, and I'm being very careful to listen to it when my body is giving me signals that I have done too much. I'm exercising a total of three to four days a week, uh, made up of the following. I am walking my son home from preschool two to three days a week. So that's um, two miles-ish if we take the short way, three miles if we take the long way. I'm swimming once or twice a week, and I am strength training once or twice a week and kind of overlapping those. So it's a total of about four days a week, give or take. Uh, And I'm feeling good. I'm trying really hard to make sure I do the exercise without pushing myself. My goal is to get fit again and functionally fit. So I just, you know, I'm, I'm not going to run a marathon again anytime soon, but I want to be able to do all the things that I want to do, like on a random weekend, go hiking with my kids, or if my toddler preschooler has a meltdown, I can carry him back from, you know, the park, the, the playground to the parking lot because he's still four and just stopped napping and is now overtired and refusing to nap. You've all been there. I'm, I'm most of you, I'm, I'm sure you understand where I'm coming from with that kind of thing, you know. There's nothing quite like hauling a toddler or fireman carry back to your car or like a log back to your car. Um, but yeah, I want to be able to do all those things, carry my own bags. We're going camping this weekend, that kind of thing. So I'm trying just to keep in shape and develop a good functional fitness. And then next year, I'm thinking of toying with doing a sprint triathlon. Uh, now, before you all say, oh, yay, that's exciting. Well, no, it, it's a sprint triathlon. So that's swimming, I think, only a thousand yards biking 10-ish miles and then running a 5k so that's it I mean it yes it's it's a lot of physical work but it's not like it's I'm not doing I will never do an Ironman I'm gonna say that right here right now I will never do an Ironman triathlon (laughs) that's not me but a sprint triathlon I think I could do also trying with um doing a half marathon again next year I'm not sure my knee is up to running a half marathon anytime soon but I know it's up to walking one so I could walk and then you maybe run the downhills or do like a run, walk, run, you know, run a minute, walk five minutes to keep it really easy, you know, ease myself back into that distance. And then I can just work my way up to running a half marathon again. So those are the things I am toying with for the future. We'll see. But right now it is functional fitness. I want to 
get healthy again and stay healthy so I can do everything I want to with my kids, including surviving camping this weekend, and the low is now dipping into the 30s. Should be interesting. Wish us luck. I hate the cold. <laughs> so I'm going to end it here. I've got actually got to go pick my son up from preschool in a few minutes. So thank you all for listening. Thank you for sticking with me through this unexpectedly long hiatus through about four different viruses that swept through our household. Welcome back. Um, I am planning on recording on a weekly basis again in the fall. Life happens, so I'm not going to promise it, but that is the long-term plan is recording. Uh, probably maybe, let's say, three episodes a month is, is probably what we can definitely work work towards. So thank you all very much, and I will see you all next week. Bye-bye.